0: in an effort to support the talented and creative individuals in our community. We give you The
1: CarPGM Interview Series Discussions
0: about gaming and geek pop culture with those who helped to create it. Joining us today Project Quintet.
1: Prepare to be inspired.
2: Hey folks, this is Dan. This is the Carpegium Gamecast interview series where we discuss gaming and geek pop culture with the people who helped to create it. And uh, I was at Gen Con and I... Unfortunately, wasn't able to sit down with them at that point, but just a couple days later, I was able to sit down with Joseph Bullock-Palser and Carmine T. Guida of uh, Project Quintet and uh, Fifth World Games, and these guys were just awesome. They, they, they've created a really cool project. I've got a nice little interview with the guys, and we talk about everything from their project to other games they've played and so on and so forth. I hope you'll take a listen in and definitely support this project. It's a very cool bridge simulation game for all you Trek nerds and sci-fi, Firefly. Just definitely check it out. I'm not going to bore you with my prattling anymore. I'll uh, just go ahead and take you straight to the interview. Here I am with uh, Joseph bullock Paulser and Carmine T. Guida. Project Quintet. Alright, guys. Thanks for joining me. I'm here with, uh, Joseph Bullock-Palser and, uh, Carmine Gaida. These mm-hmm. are the guys from Fifth Wall Gaming. Gentlemen, introduce yourselves. Um, sure.
0: Uh, actually, um, let's take, I want to take a, a step back for a second. So basically, um, this is Carmine. Yeah. Quintet, uh, Quintet is a game, um, that I built and I've been making over the past, uh, year and a half or so. Right. And what's nice is, um, uh, Joe, uh, Joseph, Is from fifth wall gaming he has built project quintet which is like which is like a meta game that wraps around kind of the game i've made so just to kind of like explain the the two pieces of the puzzle yeah
1: i do things that carmine wouldn't be able to or wouldn't want to do and um I, i can't program in unity worth anything so you know he handles all the uh video game aspects of it
2: all right. So what we're talking about here, normally with the uh, the Gamecast, we're talking about social event gaming and that tends to run the run the gamut of board games, tabletop RPGs, so on and so forth. Project Quintet is actually a computer game where you, well, I'll let you describe it. Go ahead.
0: Okay, so basically up to 5 people can control one spaceship okay. and there there are, there are five roles are captain, helm, tactical, Engineering and science. And I think if you, if you've ever watched like any science fiction program ever since the sixties, right. uh, you kind of understand, you know, the, you know, the helm flies the ship, tactical fires, you know, takes care of the weapons. The engineer is in charge of like kind of boosting systems and power and, and science is in my game is handling like a, you know, tractor beams and scanners and some right. other kind of special effects and stuff like that. That's kind of like the core. Of it, and the idea is, I want to write something where you kind of you need to communicate with the other players. You know, each player has a piece of information that the other player needs, and like a well organized ship will run awesomely well. You know, right? And a, a disorganized ship will lose to a very nimble little fighter. You know, right. <laughs> You know, so the the idea was to kind of create something where people had to communicate with each other, and and on a slightly bigger scale. What's nice is it's not just for one ship with one crew, all those different, you know, you can have different amounts of ships and different sized crews on different style ships, all playing together either cooperatively or against each other. So you could easily have 10 different crews all in different locations, you know, um, or on a land or, or they could be all over the internet, right. Um, you know, all fighting together or working together and, then um, you know, it's communicating over their headsets or whatever they're doing, you know? Joseph, why don't you explain the um, kind of like the layer that you've added
1: um, for for when we were at Gen Con the Project Quintech kind of layer of it? Sure, sure. So about January or so, I uh, started talking with Carmine about how I was interested in doing characters. So basically, you have a character and you you spend experience points. Would there be able to be a way to mod <coughs> the game to allow for the character's level to improve the ship. And from that simple conversation, we now have uh, 10,000 sectors. We have uh, people uh, role-playing alliances, and there's a whole bunch of content which is delved from that. And anything meta about the game um, or persistent about the game, that's where Project Quintet comes in. Okay. Um so yeah that that's basically the wrapper around the video game, and we the video game and the web server just keep sending calls to one another yeah so
0: so basically, instead of me programming uh characters and experience and a item shop or <laughs> whatever right. else i just I just programmed in some hooks so that someone else could do that, you know, so that so joseph can can build that stuff outside of the game, you know what I mean
2: right so uh I discovered you guys. At Gen Con, this, uh, and for all intensive purposes, I'm calling this a Gen Con interview because we set it up at Gen Con and I failed (laughs) to make it back to where I was supposed to go. Uh, I had some car trouble and whatnot, so this will be a Gen Con interview. Uh, sure. For the record. <laughs> sure. sure. We're, We're Gen, Gen Con, Con. now.
0: <laughs> you can just add, you just add some ambient noise of people, just, you know, whatever. Felt, some dice so, roll in the background.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: You know? <laughs> so, Let's uh, not mention Gen Con again. <laughs> apparently apparently <laughs> it opened a wormhole or something, and the Skype signal went down it. So while there, I was actually able to sit down and play the game in a room where you had projector set up and different computer consoles and whatnot with my kids. And it was awesome. We wound up only having 3 people play but then Carmine sat in with us and uh Joseph was our, uh, our omniscient computer that I nicknamed Ziggy from <laughs> from, from uh what was that? Quantum leap. Quantum leap. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it was.
1: I actually downloaded the Ziggy app available on Android for, <laughs> just to reference it next gen comp.
2: <laughs> that's funny. Uh, and we had an awesome time and none of us knew what to do, but the game was pretty intuitive once we got inside and started playing. It was just a really cool concept. Now there's a there's a, a couple of podcasts where we have discussed a ship uh bridge RPG and using that type of a utility to play a role playing game and this mm-hmm. fits right in with that type of a, yeah. that type of a concept, so It's definitely a social event game, and it's definitely awesome, and people should check it out. It's, um, projectquintet.com, or you can find it at Fifth Wall Gaming, obviously. Now, before we go any further, you've designed a spaceship bridge video game, and, uh, Joseph, you have designed, you have created a persistent world to wrap around it. You guys are some geeks. So so what what uh, what's stamped on the back of your geek card? What what stickers do you have on your geek luggage? What have you been oh, doing? Oh
0: jeez. <laughs> what would be my most geek- geekiest stuff? Uh this is Carmine. I mean, I I've been a programmer, you know, before it was cool, you know, <laughs> you know, um yeah, I'm a hipster programmer. And yeah, I'm a hipster. You know, um you know, I mean like, you know, back in the day, you know, like when I had my first computer, I mean like you remember when the houses had like a computer? Yeah. You know, you know, you know, uh, you know, so I've been a programmer a really long time and I, I know several computer languages and I kind of, you know, program during the day or do stuff freelance. And then when I go home, I open up and do some more programming, you know, nice. So, you know, it's just like for me, programming is fun and art, you know, and that kind of stuff. Okay. And for if I was going to go into I guess my fandoms kind of stuff. You know, yeah. obviously, I'm a huge Trek fan. Right. I, I guess I would say Deep Space Nine is my favorite Trek. If you were gonna that was gonna be uh, my ask, next ask question. me specific good, yes, good Deep Space Nine is my favorite Trek. Yeah, and um, and the other stuff that I do, um, I also i I do SCA events. You know, Society for Creative Anachronism, like medieval stuff. Right. You know, stuff. So like, I, I kind of do that stuff also.
2: All right, you fit right in. Yeah, Joseph, how about you?
1: Oh, okay, um, I've been a board gamer ever since the early '90s. I have quite a collection, not to brag or anything, but it's around two to three thousand dollars worth of board games.
2: Good lord! Uh,
1: yeah, I got like I got the I got Dark Tower. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I've been to, I work uh, freelance as a uh, web developer. Okay. Um, hopping between contract and contract and so on, and so I've been programming also for quite a while, but mostly web applications. Uh, I would say Firefly would be more important to me than um, Star Trek or Star Wars. You're, you're
2: a brown coat, uh,
1: huh? I'm definitely a brown coat, and that's that's pretty much it. Um, I I've done tons of games. I think I've tried every type of game out there. Um, and Fifth Wall Gaming was actually started as a LARP company, so um, I'm big into the role play and the LARP type aspect of of things.
2: Nice. When you role play what do you what do you play? It it varies. Um right
1: now I'm running a Shadowrun campaign online. I have my core set I would say would be gurps though.
0: Aha. Um, you know, I, I, used GURPS. GURPS, I used to play gurps. I used to play like a million years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I think when I was a teenager or maybe a little before I was a teenager even. Um wait, actually a little before that
1: I played gurps I think. People always put down GURPS, but what they don't understand, and I'm sorry, I gotta go on a small oh, GURPS right here. Do it. What they, what they don't understand is that GURPS is not a rule set meant to be taken entirely. You can right. drown in all the rules. I, I tried creating a card just using the rule book. Right. It took me four hours. <laughs> I'm serious. It's, it's crazy. Gurp Okay. Everyone listening, GURPS is a toolkit that you take pieces that you like. Out of it and use it. That's all. You don't have to use the entire book and figure out the diameter of a bullet. Right. Okay. You can you can take out pieces that you want and leave the rest, and you'll run a fine game.
2: <laughs> well, I, I completely agree. I'm a great fan <coughs> myself. Um. Yeah. I've been playing GURPS for quite some time. I play all kinds of RPGs though. Lately I've been getting into a lot of the more niche uh single scenario style uh indie RPGs where you're playing uh Fiasco is essentially like a Coen Brothers movie RPG or Love, yes. Yeah, or um A Penny for My Thoughts which is an amnesia you're, you're, you're trying to work your way through amnesia to figure out what happened to you and where you're, where you're sorted past and how it got you where you are. Uh, right. little, little niche games like that are what I've been playing a lot of lately, which is pretty fun. How,
0: how are you guys finding people to play in, in person RPGs with? Cause like, I'm, I'm in this, like, I'm in, the, I'm in this city and like every once in a while, you know, I mean, every once in a while I talk to some friends, we're like, hey, yeah, I wish get a game going and blah, blah, blah. And then like, it doesn't get past like that, those three sentences, you know. A, like the blah, 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 you that, know?
2: That's a great question. Uh, I personally, I'm surrounded with gamers. Uh, my kids are essentially my core game group. I'm a stepfather of four. So, you, you, so you, I've, you like, I've built like it, made, it in.
0: like married, <laughs> you're like married in people. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's going to work for me, buddy.
2: But <laughs> yeah. I, I do know that, uh, things like, uh, Ian World, uh, RPG geek and places like that do have like forum boards and whatnot where you can find people in your area. I suggest you just go to your local game or game store and uh, look at the board and find out when D&D night is.
1: Game stores are really great ways of finding Absolutely. Yeah.
0: We have a couple we have a. Uh, we actually have one called The Complete Strategist right. here in New York. It's pretty dense full of stuff, yeah. you know, it's packed with packed because it's we have these tiny spaces here, you know, but it is packed
2: with stuff. Well, it's The Complete so
0: I, it's, it's complete. It's, yeah, it's complete. So uh, it is complete. Actually, yeah, I should swing by
2: there. Yeah, uh, check your local game store. Check your comic shops. Yeah, uh, places like that. Um, a, yeah, there's
0: another comic shop runner also. Mm, That's right. Another place. Guys, uh, go ahead. You guys are smart. You guys are smart guys. I gotta. <laughs> I got listen to you. Guys, you know?
2: Normally, uh, fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons just came out, and um, it's a pretty fun little system. It it's it's easy to get into and out of. In any case. But I can well, almost guarantee you, your local game shop is uh, game shop is gonna have uh, a Dungeons and Dragons day where you can just walk time. in and free play. So if you want to just if you just want to scratch the itch and maybe do a little role playing networking, yeah, 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 go check out your local game store. Alright, cool, for sure. Or marry in and get uh, get a few kids, <laughs> or or on Match.com. That's the yeah. long, that's the <laughs> long term solution. Hey, I, I'm, I play a long game. I'm I'm going for the long time here. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's great. So we got a, we got an RP guy. And did you play many video games, Carmine? Um, yeah, no. It's funny. Um, like, I, you designed the video game, so I'm just wondering. Yeah, if what's really
0: seen. funny? What's really funny is I'm I'm not like, like I'm not like a gamer gamer. You know, like um, I don't think I have the gamer street cred. You know, I like um. I like runny, jumpy, climby games. Like I like Assassin's Creed. Okay. I like the Prince. Of, I like the Prince of Persia series. You know, I, I, I like the Batman games. You know, like I'm into that kind of like. Um, I'm not very good at like guns a blazing, right? First person shooter type games. I'm just. I, I was just never really good at those. I mean, I like playing them. Man, I like playing Halo, Gears of War. I'm just not very good at. It. And uh, I mean, Sounds I like me. playing with. I like playing with friends of mine. You know, like I'll play with my old friends, and we'll get on. We'll play gears of War. We'll set the difficulty on a bazillion, and we'll just die a lot. We're like, "Hey, we're dying oh, a lot. It's fun." Right? You know. But I've I've spent way more time learning to make games and make and make the you know and make Quintet. Like I spent I spent way more time making Quintet than I have spent playing games. Definitely in the past couple of years. You know. Okay. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of. It's different. I mean, it's 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 you know it's a uh, it's great. I mean, it's great to make to make something and see other people play it. Yeah, you know. So you know, we, it's fun. To, it's fun just to shoot things too. <laughs> you right. Know, but um. Uh,
2: so with that, uh, you guys have actually created a thing here. You 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 are officially game designers. Have mm-hmm. you designed other games?
0: Um. In any I format. Have, yeah. I I have another game in the App Store called Alex A. L. E. X. Dot. Okay. And it's named, it's named after my nephew Alex. It doesn't really stand for anything. (laughs) It's uh, like a little puzzle game. Um, you're like a little robot and you have to give him instructions like forward, forward, left, forward. And then you hit run and he runs the little thing to get to the other. I guess back in the day, we kind of had like logo. logo? Yeah. It's kind of like that. So you have this little robot. So I wanted to create like kind of like a slightly programming themed puzzle game. Okay. You know? Um, so I have that game in the app store and I have some other like, random apps and stuff like that. But that's, like, the only other, I guess, like, working, functioning game you can
1: go, like, look up, you
2: know? How about how about you, Joseph?
1: I've delved into... Well, I've always made modifications to games. Right. Like, uh, you know, when I was in school I made a battle chess where you roll a die and each piece has a different variable on the dice and things like that. I did try making a board game once okay. and I didn't get past the beta test phase um i was planning on doing a heist game where it was would be one person running like the casino and everyone else playing an individual part trying to get at the money and get out and you know stay safe right but there were there were certain functions i wanted in the game that i couldn't really figure out how to how to make work so i kind of put that on the back burner
0: you should work on that again. That sounds like a really great idea. You, you should work on that <laughs> again.
2: You should send me the beta and we'll talk. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> I, <laughs> that might do like that. Really,
0: I like that. It's a really, I like one guy being like the boss. Yeah. Like the, uh, the mob, uh, like the casino boss. And then, uh, you know, all the other players are working against him. Well, it's kind of like. like the, I, I,
1: need, I needed hidden movement without on a board.
2: And that's kind of difficult to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah it's kind of tough. It's still cool though. So what was. I mean, the obvious motivation is to create the 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 ship bridge simulator with Mm -hmm. room for rpg in a persistent world what did you learn that you didn't think you were going to learn from this experience Um, you didn't know you were going to learn huh
0: um what was what's been really interesting is um um for me like I, i i guess i've always wanted to kind of make games um Although it took me like years of my life. I made websites for a very long time before finally being like, I'm making games now. <laughs> <You> <laughs> that's know? it. I'm doing it. But, um, that's that's, you know, I have to, I And mean, that's why I learned programming as a kid, you know, so I could make games it just never happened until recently. But anyway, what I learned, it, it's been really interesting. It's funny. Earlier you mentioned that you, um, yourself and your kids were able to kind of hop in right away and play. Yeah. And that, you know, there wasn't too much of a learning curve. Like, you know, the things, you know, and, well, it's because when I you first...
2: flew the ship. Otherwise, if you hadn't been flying well, the ship, flying. I don't think we'd have got anything done.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, um, Quintet's flying is... I mean, you have real full, full 3D movement, you yeah, know, it, where you can really roll good. and you can move up and down, and so you have complete 3D movement. And not a lot of games really have that. I mean, even if you're playing first-person shooters, I mean, you can't often barrel roll right. and 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 stay inverted, you right. know? And in space, there really is no up, right? So... <laughs> um, When I was first kind of like beta testing the game and showing it to people, and even at Gen Con, I still, um, it's amazing to learn like what people get right away. Right. And what people don't get. Like what makes sense to me? Like watching someone play your own game, a game you've made is the most awesome and not terrifying but like i'm like i'm like why don't they know they press that button it's right there (laughs) you know it's it's blinking flashing (laughs) like oh my god you know but i mean that's my fault you know that's not their fault that this blinking flashing button is not clear you know Uh, and and simple things like you know originally i had the word thruster and for your speed and people didn't get right away that that was your speed they thought it was something else i'm like why didn't you know they're like oh so i just made it speed and then then it was clearer to people that that's your what makes your speed change, you know, stuff like that, you know. Um, so I learned a lot about just like kind of the process of just like, you know, watching people play, what are they getting right away? What aren't they getting? What is fun and, you know, what, when are they idle too long or or right. when are they bored or what is like, what are they loving doing or what are they not getting enough of? Just that, that whole thing has been kind of an amazing experience to me.
2: So is was the perspective you know? of the playtest process for you.
0: Yeah, the playtest process and it's even things such as for instance let's say you can your ship can cloak, right? Right. If your ship can cloak, you hit the button and then it lasts for let's say 45 seconds, right? And right. then you have like a 30 second cooldown and you can hit the button again. It's almost more satisfying for people to be able to hit the button more often than it is to have the effect last as long. Yeah, I can see that. That's right, like there's some satisfaction in activating the effect versus it running and then cooling down. So it's kind of like you need to watch people play and then tweak all these values so, you know, something isn't overpowering. Right. Um, you know, and, um, and that the person is engaged. So, you know, you don't want someone playing your game and then going to check for their text messages. You know what I mean? You want to make sure that they are, you know, like, like engrossed, you know, they are like sucked in, right. you know? Absolutely. But a, lo- a lot of that is making it so that they can engage. So just like seeing all that, you know, seeing, you know, seventy something people. At, you know, all these different people at Gen Con, Hours of people playing it, just seeing it. You know what people are getting, not getting, and that kind of stuff. Awesome. That's been that's been huge for me. You know,
2: good perspective, Joseph. How about you? Well, um, I would have to
1: say the biggest thing I've learned from working with Carmine on this is I tend to to be a direct type of speaker. New Jersey, represent. <laughs> Um, so i i tend not to beat around the bush and um carmine has been wonderful being diplomatic and so on but i could i could sense at times i'm pushing a bit too much and i need to i'm learning how to you know pull back and be like okay well if this is taking too much time how about we just do this and you know a small little bit because i recognize that you know, Car- Carmine's getting some benefit out of it. I'm getting benefit out of it. You know, neither one of us want to be overloaded with work with this. Right. Because um, we have other things to do. But I've learned how to uh, deal with time management and um, with being a lot more diplomatic than like, we need this now to, <laughs> can, we, can we get this in two weeks? <laughs> so you learn to
0: play,
2: play well with others. Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I mean, an important thing. If I was going to give it advice to other people wanting to make games, is you know, a lot of people when they go to make games early on, you know, for the make their first game, they try to do too too big a game. Right. The first time, my initial quintet beta, like I only had like three stations, but you you were actually on like a planet surface, like kind of like a procedurally generated planet, and you like took off from the procedurally generated planet, and then like I had a couple other planets, and it, it was just. Way too big an idea for me to do myself. Right. Like, it looked cool, and um, it didn't work on any tablets or anything, or phone. I mean, it only worked on desktop, But and I wanted it to work on everything. But anyway... It was just too big an idea.
2: I think so, the, 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 grandeur can grab a hold of you whenever you're, oh creative, no, absolutely, absolutely. In, crea- I mean, in any creative process.
0: Yeah. Ever. I mean, every game we play is big unless you're playing like indie, indie games, but if you're playing all these AAA titles, you don't realize that if you ever watched a credits scroll on yeah. a AAA title, <laughs> it takes like half an hour to scroll the credits on a AAA title these days, you know, right. you know, so, you know, for me, like for me making this game, I had to take basically half my ideas and put them aside. And then take the half that's left, and take half of those and put them aside. And then I was able to kind of get like the first version out. A
2: few steps you know in I mean? the right direction, then.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: anyway, sorry. well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play us out here with a little anecdote, and then I then we'll we'll close <coughs> the show. Sure. Uh, so we're sitting in the Project Quintet um, game room that you guys had set up at Gen Con, mm-hmm. and my My kids and I are sitting there, we're playing the game, we're having fun, and we have a situation where we're getting a little overpowered uh we're We're getting beat up a little bit. and we have our omniscient computer in Joseph who knows everything <laughs> about what's going on with uh, <laughs> with the races and the sectors and everything like that. So made that pretty easy and But then we have our ace pilot who is is flying us around space and getting us into and out of trouble. And there's, uh, I don't even remember what it was. It might have been a piece of space debris or something like this. And at one point we're getting a little overpowered and we it's a tube. When you go, oh, yeah, when you go yeah, to the yeah. one, whenever you get to just the right angle, you can see that this is a tube that is just a couple pixels wider, it seems, than the plane, than, than, than the ship itself. Right, right, and right, right, uh, right. our pilot's like, okay, well, we're going in here. Uh, and and I'm like, w- wh- why are we doing this? And he said, well, because I'm the game designer, I know the trick. And <laughs> so, if you get the opportunity to play with a game designer, make sure you do so because <laughs> we were we were in this huge tube, and and we were able to to manipulate the situation a little bit better, and actually came out of it alive. So there is something to be said for familiarity. So, oh that, yeah, <laughs> that was that was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of the some of the uh people who play a lot know the stats better than I do uh, like yeah. they really, you know they they've you know that the health and the different effects and how long they last and everything you know I mean I've written all the stuff I keep moving forward you know but some of these guys like they really know the stats of the ship really well it's kind of amazing I'm not I am not the best player of the game I'm probably like one of the best I'm I'm a pretty good pilot in the game but I'm actually not the best player of my own game
2: that's kind of you awesome. know
0: yeah <laughs> like there are people there are people who play and they can absolutely beat me in a dog fight you know <laughs> And I'm better. I'm probably one of the, you know, I'm probably really great on helm and I'm probably pretty decent on engineering and stuff. But I mean, there, there are people who are way better on science than I am, way better on tactical, even right. can be better captains than me. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's, you know, so it that's, but that's amazing. That's kind of really cool too, you know? Awesome. I
1: dig that, you know? Not to worry, Carmine. Just play Project Quintet, boost up your character, and you'll be beating them. <laughs> yes. <that's it. laughs> I need to play a little more. Yeah. Cool.
2: Need to practice. I need well, to practice. <laughs> I, I want to tell you guys thank you for creating the game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, well, I haven't had you. a whole lot of time since Gen Con to sit down and play, but you can guarantee that you will be seeing, uh, what what a uh, PDQ, the 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 Udu is it Udu? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I believe so. The the Udu pilot. Mm. Um, awesome. Running around the sectors, and uh, thank you, Joseph, for creating a nice big. World to play in, and uh, with with a lot of intriguing races. That was actually uh, nice. a, a pretty pleasant surprise when I when I saw the races, and that their races actually affect the properties and the technology of the ship. That was pretty good too.
1: And you know about the um, about the uh, book
2: coming out, right? I had no idea. Let's talk about oh.
1: it. Well, um, for some of you guys uh, listening, and for you um, who might have seen Gamers Hand of Fate, yeah. They had a writer who was writing the um, history of the game. I've enlisted a gentleman by the name of J.R. Boyett. He's the co-author of the Vengeance series, uh, or Vengeance Universe. And um, he's a contributor to the fairy punk story, so he's kind of a steampunk type type guy. Right. He's going to be writing the history that is generated up by the players. We have the basic plotline in motion and whatever the pl- happens in the universe that the players hap- you know, create, he'll be writing about it, and we're going to be putting out a book every year about these, and all funds will b- go towards helping to maintain and, and improve the game.
2: Awesome. So not only is this a persistent, far-reaching, completely explorable world, but now you're creating a second-stage uh, media where you're writing you're writing the books and the players' actions in the game actually matter to the story. Yes. That's pretty awesome.
1: If someone decides to wipe out, if everyone decides to wipe out the Udu race and there is no more Udu race, then um, that will be part of the history. Wow. This is fully, full on in control of the players.
2: Alright, well, guys, it's been a pleasure. Um, as, As is customary, I have to get off here because I have to go to work, but... Uh, whenever I uh, close the show, I always tell my listeners to support the hobby, support the industry, and support the local game store. But then I also ask whoever I might be interviewing to support something that is not necessarily their own work. And then I'll put that in the show notes, and we can tr- you know, try to cross-pollinate and do- support uh, whatever it is you're talking about. So, Joseph, what would you like us to support? There
1: is a game called um, Town of Salem. It's a web-based game. Okay. Um it's basically Are you a Werewolf? However, um it's it deals with more roles and so on. They have a you can play for free. It's a Blank Media Games. Um I'll go ahead and send you the link after afterwards. Great. But the basic idea is you can buy skins, you can buy houses, and that's real money that gets put in <coughs> the coffers and um you know, so help support the developers to create up new stuff, and these guys have been amazing. They've been um, they've been giving a lot of work to improve the game and um, handling griefers and so on. So yeah, I it's a fully I, I would recommend highly supporting this game like I do.
2: All right, I'll put it in the show notes. We'll take a look at it. Carmine, how about you? I uh, you know, last year I had a
0: uh, a nice successful Kickstarter. So I personally. Look for other space-themed Kickstarter games, and you know we'll back. You know we'll back them. You know gotcha. I. Uh, I don't have. Um, recently, I backed uh, Pulsar Lost Colony, which uh, is is an alpha now. And um, so, for me, if if somebody, if I was going to ask someone if someone had you know ten dollars burning a hole in their pocket, I would say uh, you know look for a really nice uh, space. Kickstarter, you know, indie space themed Kickstarter, and drop in that ten bucks. Um, I just like there to be more space games out there. All right. uh, so that's my uh, that'd be my little nugget there.
2: Awesome. Well, I tell you what, if um, this 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 will be just a little bit before it posts, and I'll mm-hmm. send you guys an email and let me know. Uh, you you find a space game, you let me know, and we'll put the link in the show notes for it.
0: All right, cool. Thanks. That'd be
2: great. All right, Joseph cool. Carmine, it's been a pleasure. Thank <laughs> you so much. Uh, for coming on the show and for, for showing for having me us. your game. Oh, absolutely! I'd like to get you back on another time, and we can talk about the process and how it's going. Yeah, that'd be great I have to do but it. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Have a good night. The CarPGM Interview Series is produced in affiliation with the CarPGM Gamecast. All
0: copyrights, feed information, and shortcomings are shared by both shows. Find out more at carpgm.net.